one night of karaoke deliverance. My wife and I flew back to Oklahoma City for Thanksgiving, getting in Wednesday afternoon. And four hours after our arrival, we went to a karaoke bar. Not my first choice, but we were with my in-laws, and they love music. And I could love it for a night. Plus, I never actually get up there and sing. Inside the bar, the lighting was dark enough to signal this was a cool place. The stage was front and center, not some side karaoke scene while everyone drank at the bar. No, to sing karaoke was the scene. Over the stage, in case you forgot where you were, was a 10-foot-wide, brightly illuminated O-K-L-A-H-O-M-A sign. The atmosphere was awesome. It was charged. And the singers were mostly, even to my untrained ear, very skilled. Most were students from the Performance Arts College down the street, and they had pipes. After 30 minutes of watching a talent parade, I felt I had to sing. Attempting to dismiss the notion on its absurdity, I negotiated with this feeling for another 30 minutes. But the compulsion strengthened by the song in the face of my gin consumption. I just had to know. I thought, fuck it. And I approached the DJ. <laughs> As I scrolled my song and name on the list, I peered over my shoulder, making sure no one saw my song choice. Why? In the dark? With a bunch of strangers and family? I felt the kind of vulnerable I had the first time I sat down on the couch outside my therapist's door, waiting for it to open. I was about to be seen for who I was. And here, I was certainly not a singer. Yet, now on the list, <laughs> appeared my name. I asked the DJ how long the wait would be, mainly to discharge my panic attack level tension through the conversation. <laughs> he yelled over the music, That depends on how much you want to pay to move up the list. Right now you've got 11 songs in front of yours. I replied, I'm good with where I am. You know, I can wait. Thank you, though. He gestured like he understood the necessity of those 11 songs, like I prefer to go last in public speaking class. Gin and soda in my left hand, iPhone displaying the songs and lyrics in my right, I prepared. Four songs passed. I went to the bathroom and practiced. It didn't go well. <laughs> Three more songs passed. My performance anxiety was peaking as the audience hit its climax for the evening. The place was electric. Then, my wife performed. She threw lighter fluid on the audience's fire. People moshed to her angsty My Chemical Romance rendition. Up there, she was 100% herself, 100% present, and I was in admiration. She got the loudest ovation of the night. Back beside me, my anxiety cresting millimeters below a panic attack, she asked, so, how you doing over there? I said something about being excited, <laughs> but I was just listening intently for the DJ to call out the next name. Jessica was up. I had at least one more song. I exhaled. Never wanted to let me off the hook, though. She continued the probe. Hey, just do it for you. Nobody's going to remember this. The song doesn't matter, but how you sing it matters. She was right. I was not here to impress. I was not here for an ovation. I was singing to respect myself in the morning. I wanted to know if I had the guts to be seen. I heard my name. I traced a path up to the stage as my song's lyrics cued on the overhead televisions. And then it began. <laughs> I overestimated how many of the patrons would know Heart Like a Truck by Laney Wilson. As I sang the first lines into a chilling silence, the exposure I dreaded fully manifested. No hiding here. Aside from my wife, not a soul whispered the lyrics. All I heard was my voice. A voice that sounded hick as hell. 
<laughs> but I battled, surviving through the first chorus, and found some footing as the second chorus neared. My voice leveled. The crowd was warming up, too. But I hadn't earned their trust yet. I hadn't given them everything I could. I could feel their apprehension as they waited to see if I'd go all in. So, I hit full send. I sang from places I'd never known before last Wednesday night. To some in the audience, there's a fair chance they hope to never know those places again. <laughs> but word by word, I heard the audience join along. By the time I hit the last chorus, I wasn't surviving the song. I was the song. And I sang the shit out of it. <laughs> I slid the microphone into its mouth, stepped off the stage, and heard the crowd cheer. That was trivial, though. Because for one night, on that stage... I did what I needed to do to respect myself in the morning. I got in the game. And as the night continued, I felt more peace than I had in the weeks because I'd sung for me. For a limited time, I'm sending free copies of my first book to anyone who signs up for my newsletter. You can join my newsletter by clicking the link in the bottom of the show notes.